Canto 4, The Quest, Section 1, Number 99 The world ways opened before Savitri, at first a strangeness of new brilliant scenes, peopled her mind and kept her body's gaze. But as she moved across the changing earth, a deeper consciousness welled up in her, a citizen of many scenes and climes, each soil and country it has made its home. It took all clans and peoples for her own, till the whole destiny of mankind was hers. These unfamiliar spaces on her way were known and neighbors to a sense within. Landscapes recurred like lost, forgotten fields. Cities and rivers and plains her vision claimed. Like slow recurring memories in front, the stars at night were her past's brilliant friends. The winds murmured to her of ancient things, and she met nameless comrades loved by her once. All was a part of old forgotten selves. Vaguely or with a flash of sudden hints, her acts recalled a line of bygone power. Even her motion's purpose was not new. Traveler to a prefigured high event, she seemed to her remembering witness soul to trace again a journey often made. A guidance turned the dumb revolving wheels, and in the eager body of their speed, the dim-masked hooded godheads rode, who move assigned to man immutably from his birth, receivers of the inner and outer law at once the agents of his spirit's will, and witnesses and executors of his fate. Inexorably faithful to their task, they pulled his nature's sequence in their guard, carrying the unbroken thread old lives have spun, attendance on his destiny's measured walk, leading to joys he has won and pains he has called. Even in his casual steps they intervene. Nothing we think or do is void or vain. Each is an energy loosed and holds its course. The shadowy keepers of our deathless past have made our fate the child of our own acts, and from the furrows labored by our will we reap the fruit of our forgotten deeds. But since unseen the tree that bore this fruit, and we live in a present born from an unknown past, they seem but parts of a mechanic force to a mechanic mind tied by earth's laws. Yet are they instruments of a will supreme, watched by a still all-seeing eye above a prescient architect of fate and chance, who builds our lives on a foreseen design, the meaning knows and consequence of each step, and watches the inferior stumbling powers. Upon her silent heights she was aware of a calm presence 
throned above her brows, who saw the goal and chose each faithful curve. It used the body for its pedestal. The eyes that wandered were its searchlight fires. The hands that held the reins, its living tools. All was the working of an ancient plan, a way prepared by an unerring guide. Across wide noons and glowing afternoons, she met with nature and with human forms, and listened to the voices of the world. Driven from within, she followed her long road, mute in the luminous cavern of her heart, like a bright cloud through the resplendent day. At first her path ran far through peopled tracks, admitted to the lion eye of states, in theaters of the loud act of man. Her carven chariot with its fretted wheels threaded through clamorous marts and sentinel towers, past figured gates and high dream-sculptured fronts, and gardens hung in the sapphire of the skies, pillared assembly halls with armored guards, small fanes where one calm image watched man's life, and temples hewn as if by exiled gods to imitate their lost eternity. Often from gilded dusk to argent dawn, where jewel lamps flickered on frescoed walls, and the stone lattice stared at moonlit boughs, half-conscious of the tardy listening night. Dimly she glided between banks of sleep, at rest in the slumbering palaces of kings. Hamlet and village saw the fate van pass, homes of a life bent to the soil it plows, for sustenance of its short and passing days that transient keep their old repeated course, unchanging in the circle of a sky which alters not above our mortal toil. Away from this thinking creature's burdened hours to free and griefless spaces now she turned, not yet perturbed by human joys and fears. Here was the childhood of primeval earth, here timeless musings, large and glad and still, men had forborne as yet to fill with cares, imperial acres of the eternal sower, and wind-stirred grasslands winking in the sun, or mid-green musing of woods and rough-browed hills, in the grove's murmurous bee-air humming wild, or past the long-lapsing voice of silver floods, like a swift hope journeying among its dreams, hastened the chariot of the golden bride. Out of the world's immense, unhuman past, tracked memories and ageless remnants came, domains of light and fioft to an antique calm, listened to the unaccustomed sound of hooves, and large immune entangled silences absorbed her into emerald secrecy and slow hushed wizard nets of fairy bloom, in 
environed with their colored snare, her wheels. The strong, importunate feet of time fell soft along these lonely ways, his tightened pace forgotten and his stark and ruinous rounds. The inner ear that listens to solitude, leaning self-wrapped unboundedly, could hear the rhythm of the intenser, wordless thought that gathers in the silence behind life and the low, sweet, inarticulate voice of earth in the great passion of her sun-kissed trance ascended with its yearning undertone. Afar from the brute noise of clamorous needs, the quieted, all-seeking mind could feel at rest from its blind outwardness of will, the unwearied clasp of her mute, patient love, and know for a soul the mother of our forms. This spirit stumbling in the fields of sense, this creature bruised in the mortar of the days, could find in her broad spaces of release. Not yet was a world all occupied by care. The bosom of our mother kept for us still her austere regions and her musing depths, her impersonal reaches lonely and inspired, and the mightinesses of her rapture haunts. Muse-lipped, she nursed her symbol mysteries and guarded for her pure-eyed sacraments the valley clefts between her breasts of joy, her mountain altars for the fires of dawn, and neptual beaches where the ocean couched, and the huge chanting of her prophet woods. Fields had she of her solitary mirth, plains hushed and happy in the embrace of light, alone with the cry of birds and hue of flowers, and wildernesses of wonder lit by her moons, and gray seer evenings kindling with the stars, and dim movement in the night's infinitude. August exulting in her Maker's eye, she felt her nearness to him in earth's breast, conversed still with the light behind the veil, still communed with eternity beyond. A few and fit inhabitants she called to share the glad communion of her peace, the breadth, the summit, were their natural home. The strong king sages from their labor done, freed from the warrior tension of their task, came to her serene sessions in these wilds, the strife was over, the respite lay in front. Happy they lived with birds and beasts and flowers, and sunlight and the rustle of the leaves, and heard the wild winds wandering in the night, mused with the stars in their mute constant ranks, and lodged in the mornings as in azure tents, and with the glory of the noons, were one. Some deeper plunged from life's external clasp, beckoned into a fiery privacy, 
in the soul's unassailed star-white recess, they sojourned with an ever-living bliss, a voice profound in the ecstasy and the hush they heard, beheld, an all-revealing light. All time made difference they overcame. The world was fibered with their own heartstrings, close drawn to the heart that beats in every breast. They reached the one self in all through boundless love. Attuned to silence and to the world rhyme, they loosened the knot of the imprisoning mind. Achieved was the wide, untroubled witness gaze. Unsealed was nature's great spiritual eye. To the height of heights rose now their daily climb. Truth leaned to them from her supernal realm. Above them blazed eternity's mystic suns. Nameless the austere ascetics without home, abandoning speech and motion and desire, aloof from creatures sat absorbed, alone, immaculate in tranquil heights of self, on concentration's luminous, voiceless peaks, world-naked hermits with their matted hair, immobile as the passionless great hills, around them grouped like thoughts of some vast mood, awaiting the infinite's behest to end. The seers attuned to the universal will, content in him who smiles behind earth's forms, abode ungrieved by the insistent days. About them, like green trees girdling a hill, Young grave disciples, fashioned by their touch, trained to the simple act and conscious word, greatened within and grew to meet their heights. Far wandering seekers on the eternal's path brought to these quiet founts their spirits thirst and spent the treasure of a silent hour bathed in the purity of the mild gaze that, uninsistent, ruled them from its peace, and by its influence found the ways of calm. The infants of the monarchy of the worlds, the heroic leaders of a coming time, king children nurtured in that spacious air, like lions gambling in sky and sun, received half-consciously their godlike stamp formed in the type of the high thoughts they sang. They learned the wide magnificence of mood that makes us comrades of the cosmic urge, no longer chained to their small separate selves, plastic and firm beneath the eternal hand, met nature with a bold and friendly clasp, and served in her the power that shapes her works. One sold to all and free from narrowing bonds, large like a continent of warm sunshine, in wide equality's impartial joy, these sages breathed for God's delight in things. Assisting the slow entries of the gods, 
sowing in young minds immortal thoughts they lived, taught the great truth to which man's race must rise, or opened the gates of freedom to a few, imparting to our struggling world the light they breathe like spirits from time's dull yoke released, comrades in vessels of the cosmic force, using a natural mastery like the sun's. Their speech, their silence, was a help to earth. A magic happiness flowed from their touch. Oneness was sovereign in that sylvan peace. The wild beast joined in friendship with its prey, persuading the hatred and the strife to cease. The love that flows from the one mother's breast healed with their hearts the hard and wounded world. Others escaped from the confines of thought to where mind motionless sleeps, waiting light's birth and came back quivering with a nameless force, drunk with a wine of lightning in their cells, intuitive knowledge leaping into speech, hearing the subtle voice that clothes the heavens, carrying the splendor that has lit the suns. They sang infinity's names in deathless powers, in meters that reflect the moving worlds. Sights, sound waves, breaking from the soul's great deeps. Some lost to the person and his strip of thought, in a motionless ocean of impersonal power, sat mighty, visioned with the infinite's light, or comrades of the everlasting will, surveyed the plan of past and future time. Some winged like birds out of the cosmic sea and vanished into a bright and featureless vast. Some silent watched the universal dance or helped the world by world indifference. Some watched no more, merged in a lonely self, absorbed in the trance from which no soul returns. All the occult world lines forever closed, the chains of birth and person cast away, some uncompanioned reached the ineffable.